Harvest Ready with 66% off fall decor at Hobby Lobby. Countdown for blast off. X minus 5, 4, 3, 2, X minus 1, fire. From the far horizons of the unknown come tales of new dimensions in time and space. These are stories of a future, adventures in which you'll live in a million could-be years on a thousand maybe worlds. The National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with Galaxy Science Fiction Magazine, presents...
ever been pumping gas out in public, some ethnic homeless person come running up to you, babbling, making all kinds of gibberish noises? It's the worst thing that ever happened, ain't it? But have you ever watched that shit happen to somebody else? It is the best. Spirit God Man and Czechoslovakian Chad, they go around the internet curating the best of all of these little transient freakouts. Hobo humdingers, the miscreant meltdowns, the crazy people. And they curate all of this and bring it to you, the people, in a wonderful public library that can be accessed by all. See, a wise man whose name for some reason isn't remembered once said that comedy is tragedy plus time. The tragedy is the fall of Western civilization. The time is 9 p.m. Eastern, I think. 9 p.m. Eastern? I don't know, it's 8 Central. On Saturdays. On the YouTubes. Go subscribe to the library. You'll get to watch it. And you can you can cry about it, but why cry about it when you can laugh about it, huh? should just trust our president in every decision that he makes and we should just support that. Sorry, but I don't need your help. Yes, you do, motherfucker. <laughs> you do. You do need my help, sir. Can't you see that, you son of a bitch? Could you please just let me check out my groceries? Fuck you. I'm trying to help you, motherfucker. <laughs> wow. This is... You gotta ask Jesus Christ. We're I don't all have sinners. to do anything. We're all sinners. Okay. I, he was not, he's not gonna force you, you to do you're it. You're sinning right now. No, I'm not, motherfucker. Talk. You fucking accuser. Get the fuck out of here, you Excuse fucking me. accuser. <laughs> um, you motherfucking accuser. Get the fuck out of here. Wow. You motherfucking accuser. <laughs> accuser of the fucking brethren, you motherfucker. Yes, ma'am. I just want to get some groceries and go home. Some favorite famous black cats include Salem of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Binks from Hocus Pocus, 
Snowball from The Simpsons. I when the time comes to defend yourself, you best do something. The words of the 80-year-old homeowner who confronted two robbers. I walked in on them, and they downed me. They jumped on me in the hallway. But Tom Greer says he managed to get his 22 caliber Smith & Wesson revolver. He says when that unarmed couple saw his gun, they took off out the back door, and he followed. The lady didn't run fast as a man, so I shot her the back twice. She's dead, and it's all her off, but he got away. She says, don't shoot me, I'm pregnant with a baby, and I shot her anyway.
arms all the way up. Anything short is cheap. Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. Keep working on it. Maybe by the time you're my age, maybe you'll be fit to. from Manhattan, but I'm not some carpetbagger from New York. You can support the podcast by buying me an iced tea, and I'll read your comments out loud. Live on air. Saturdays for the boys. You can watch movies with the tribe on depleted uranium driving theater Saturday afternoons at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on Twitch TV. Mosey on down to the Atomic Shaman Trading Post. We have t-shirts, decals, refrigerator magnets and other swag for sale. What better way to show your support for the show? Our merch can only be found on t.hub forward slash lick forward slash Atomic Shaman Trading Post. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Leave a comment to help with the algorithm and be sure to ring the notification bell. Follow us on Twitter on Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge at Motel and RV Park. On YouTube you can view our text to speech stories and live shows youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge. share your paranormal experiences? Do you have questions, complaints, ideas for a show topic or a hate field rant? Send all your messages to our email for live reading on our show. Email us at atomicshamandsweatlodge at protonmail.com. This is the Atomic Shawman Sweat Lodge.
know bitches who can't live without mushrooms. Some say antisocial. I was, I was at the corner fapping, because, you know. If there's a OSHA regulation. I had to take some fentanyl just to cut my nerves. He's violating it. Yeah, we need another four years of, like, torturing children so they don't become free thinkers. The man they call Windigo. Offensive, shocking, racist, and most importantly, unfunny as hell. There's no humor or jokes other than black people bad, racist, and funny. If you're 12 years old or under, maybe you'll find some enjoyment. If you're an adult, you'll not find much here. <laughs> Her milkers bring the boys to the yard. I find that that's kind of fucking weird. She has dank memes and weed. I'm sorry, I was being a prick. I did a lot of coke that night. But she can aid your spiritual realm needs. I guess my shit's private, so it would be kind of pointless. You can try to find me. She's Brandy. This whole other network of tunnels. It's just some nondescript fucking elevator that anybody can go into at any time. I've done so much research on this place. It's insane. It's absolutely insane, like, how much I know about this place. He's got a PhD. Seems like a test of intelligence. In big dick energy. Uh, speaking of rape. He's more facial hair than flesh sack. What's this thing where an elephant was raped by a snake and made some monster he's beard juice all right so we're looking for soundbite oh god all right how do i uh where do i holy shit i've done too much shit to fucking eat. all right i i'm just some dude that did lots of things that i can and can't talk about and some of them are higher profile than others um he's the resident sound hound big dick on campus over here <laughs> The audio wizard in the acoustic blizzard. I didn't come to bring peace, I came to bring the sword. You can find him in luchador tights. I'm a filthy Mexican. The man of a thousand sound bites. I'm a white Kanye West. <laughs> Give it up for Van Rollington. It's like a graph Ooh. where like the more crazy she is, oh the hotter she'll be mm. and the better in bed she'll be. The graphics guru of digital visuals. I won't let be your father. He puts the ass in aesthetics. I ain't got it right now. I ain't got it. And that was prop money, and I still ain't got it. The tribal chief himself. Raising a fucking army to attack Europe and attack the elites. Klaus Newhouse. I just went in, shook the boss's hand, and he gave me the job. Special guest. She's an elder of the Atomic Tribe. I'm gonna say it, they, they just were genetically superior. An adversary to a secret cabal known as the Octagon. Not the opinion of the broadcasters. She knows what the Atlanteans are up to. You know why? Because Sandy, I said it. I'm sorry. And she figured out how to work Discord. Bullshit. Bull okay, bullshit. She's every woman. Uh-huh. She's Eddie. That's, that's just not a cop. That's not a cop. He's not doing anything cop-like. That whole George Floyd thing. He literally is not behaving like a cop. You believe is to be so weak a strike would stop the show. White Boy Summer rises again. This is the Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge. Yeah, if you're out on YouTube, this is a pre-recorded show because we had a community strike last Sunday for medical misinformation, but we won't go too much more detail on that. So, Windigo, you got some poll data. What's what's that? Yep. Yep, yep. Um, so let me just grab these real quick. So for the first poll was on the something was at the door video and we have do you sleep with the door open or closed? 30% said open, 30% said closed, 20% said they don't have a door for their room, I guess. And 20% said I sleep at work. That's pretty wish <laughs> That's I I wish I wish I got to sleep at work. I miss man. having That'd naps at work, awesome. man. I used to take 3-hour naps at work. 
Ice doesn't really? like that word. Where the fuck do you? I'll ask you later. I'll ask you later about that, Brandy. I used to work at LA Fitness, and we had a sauna, and I used to go in. I used to open it up, and then I go in the sauna and go to sleep. What the hell? I just found my next job. That's awesome. That's awesome. What the fuck? I'm jealous. I've never been in a sauna in my fucking life. What? Oh, you're missing out, bro. Ever? No. I don't even know where I would go, dude. I'm white trash as fuck. Like, where the uh, fuck would I go? Like your local gym? A hotel? Yeah, they don't have one. Uh, maybe. That's where I worked. They might. Okay. They're across uh, okay. I, I have What's a sauna that? in my house. Are y'all talking about a sauna? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I built it. You you, you can build it. Yeah, it's oh, so yeah. complex. Yeah, I, it's not that yeah. complex. I converted a closet with some cypress and a lamp, and it's a sauna. Wow. I call it. That's, yeah, that's kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's mega I can tell you guys about the time I went to work in there too. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I like it. Yeah. Do you grow stuff in the sauna as well, or no? You know, I thought about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the first thing I started thinking. Oh, like, uh, yeah. I, I was thinking about the devil's lettuce. Uh, but, yeah. I, I, I would, but there was spider mice, so it turned into a sauna. Uh, okay. Okay. That so, makes sense. All right. All right. So, okay. Yeah, next, okay, next, okay. Next poll. <laughs> next poll. Okay. So, on the fairy video, we have. Which one do you believe is real? Forty percent gang stalking, sixty percent the fae. I can't you know that, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. I don't know the fae. I, I believe in the fae more than I believe in gang stalking. I definitely think gang stalking has happened to like certain people, but yeah, I don't think it's as widespread as people think it is. There's a lot of people with mental illness that believe they have gang stalking, but these people aren't important enough for the government to stalk. Yeah, yeah like. Like they don't have seek you don't have government secrets, bro. <laughs> if you did, you'd probably be fleeing to Russia. They don't stalk me, and I'm dangerous to them. So, <laughs> damn, we we fed posting now. <laughs> I told um, you to log off of Earth today on Twitter. We'll see. <laughs> I was gonna say, man. I, I, I don't know. I feel like I always get banned for telling people to on alive or joking about on aliving myself. <laughs> the last Facebook ban is literally just me being like, my last Facebook ban is literally me being like, wow, this really makes you want to hang myself. Um, hear what I was talking about. <laughs> All right, let's see what this other poll was. Oh, this one looks promising. On the Underworld video, which ability do you believe in? 40% remote viewing, 60% astral projection. That's another good poll. That's that's a really good poll. I mean, there's similar powers, but they do similar things too. You know, with yeah, they do similar methods. things, but yeah, but they're once they you're leaving your different. body behind to see things and access the akashic records on the past, present, future, and then the other <laughs> one is just uh, these guys get numbers read to them in the sequence. They're not told about certain things, and they just tell them what appears in their head. Amazing. Yeah. I, I, I think, I, I, yeah, astral projection has to have some truth to it, I feel like. Go ahead, Brent. Was that Brandy? Yeah, I just said it depends on, he was talking yeah. about the remote viewing. It's not just the numbers. They, they look for other shit. 
Because okay. I think they give coordinates. Like the, I think the numbers are coordinates or something. It depends on what they're looking right? for. Um, it just yeah. depends on what they're looking for, and like you kind of, it sounds like you're t- you're talking about testing, like if they're actually like doing it. I think it's a little bit different. There's a, for there's a channel I used to watch called the Foresight Institute, and they would remote view stuff, but I haven't watched them in a while. I talked oh. to some guy that sometimes tries to teach me how to do it, but I can't settle my brain down. Like it's hard. <laughs> Fair enough. Just get a man. drone. It's way easier. <laughs> oh yeah, is your drone gonna take you to like 1987? I don't think so. No, but I I'm mean... pretty sure I can attach a gun to it. Well, I mean, birds. Yeah, <laughs> birds were created by the feds, so I'm sure there's uh, I'm sure there's videos from back then. That's true. <laughs> but uh, anyway, next uh, next poll. Oh, what was that, Brady? I, I couldn't hear you. I said they told us about the mechanical birds in Clash of the Titans. We should have yeah. Oh yeah. Oh god, they did. Yeah, yeah, they did. They've been around <laughs> since ancient Greek times. Oh yeah. man. That's great. (laughs) Should haunted property cost more or be discounted? 17% said more. You pay for the ambience. 33% said less. You don't get sleep well. And 50% said ghosts need to pay rent. I agree with that last one, man. I think that's how you get rid of the ghosts is charge them rent. You know, just uh, I don't know how you detect them, though. Supposedly, like, the the house I I was just helping um, these family friends pack from is haunted. And I was hearing some like weird noises, and I'm just like, dude, I'm not scared of ghosts. It's like, motherfucker, you, you really need to pay rent. Like, that's all I can think. It's like, fuck you. It could Go be away. just squirrels in a crawl space growing. Yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't be beyond the pale for sure, especially around here. You know, tis the season. Mm. But uh, I don't know. There was a squirrel banging season. Well, the squirrels living in the crawl space season because yeah. winter time. Yeah, I don't think you're using them as uh, flashlights. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I am a Wendigo, but I'm not that desperate yet. You know. Just, just hope you don't um, have a peanut allergy. You know, yeah. I mean, actual. <laughs> oh my god, I fucking hate that so much. Anyway, <laughs> next poll. Are you afraid of owls? 43% said, yes, they are always watching me. 29% said, no, I've never seen one. 29% said, Sarex wants me to eat one. Yeah, I always thought it was, I've always thought it was weird that Sam Harris would talk about eating owls and shit. I feel like it's some kind of Illuminati reference or something. It yeah, is. It I, 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 of course. It fucking must be because I never heard of that shit in my life. Like I've, I've only never seen like two owls that. in the wild. Oh really? Now we got one. Oh, I feel like well, I feel like there's probably more owls down where Beard's at. Yeah, I'm used to being around them. I never heard of anyone being afraid of them though. Well, yeah, well, the, to the south they've got these things about the Lechusa owl, which it's a shapeshifter, so it scares a lot of Mexicans. Yeah. Well, Wendigo, Wendigo is related. Wendigo is related to the word owl. So, like, some of the implications are that like Wendigos could be like weird owl-looking things. And then some people link the owl sightings with alien abductions as well. Yeah. So, is there something you need to tell us, Wendigo? 
Yeah, I'm a giant owl monster with a uh, fucking six foot talons. <laughs> I thought you had antlers. Nah, man, owl, one hundred percent. Randy's robot. Yeah, we have Robo the, the Brandy por- again. The, unfortunately, the is activated. It sucks because I want to hear what she has to say, but I but I, but I can't hear her. Oh Jesus! Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Now, now we can. Yes, now we can hear you. I can see in my head now is the cracked out carrot opening, but oh, <laughs> I got half of that. All I can yeah. hear. Is the cracked out something alchemy? Yeah. No, the the owl. Never mind. Fuck it. Move it. (laughs) I'm I'm so gonna use that clip right there. That's that's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but that that was the last of the polls, man. Because we didn't really get to do that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, we had committee strikes, so we had a week worth of videos we couldn't upload, and that cut down our poll data. But on to current events. Uh, yeah, Ukraine's sir. post office already announced the series of new stamps celebrating the destruction of the Crimea Kerch Bridge. So images of the new stamps were released just hours of the attack, a bridge along a giant replica stamp featuring the artist's rendition of the attack. The postage stamp includes a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet's character from Titanic in their iconic pose, while pieces of the destroyed bridge fall into the sea. A truck bomb allegedly caused the bridge, which links uh, Russia to Crimea to collapse over the weekend. There's other talk of sea-based drones causing the attack. Now, I'm not sure when Western nations started celebrating terrorism because there were civilians yeah. caught in the blast. Yeah, more yeah. like Ukraine. Am I right? But I, I heard it didn't destroy the bridge because I think uh, they cleared up the mess and, you know, they used it as business as usual. Um, so a North Carolina Superior Court judge ordered a prospective juror to spend 24 hours in jail to refuse to wear a mask in the courtroom. So Judge oh. Charles uh, Gilchrist is the only judge in the courthouse who enforced a mask mandate after North Carolina Democratic Governor Roy Cooper lifted a statewide mask mandate for most indoor settings almost a year ago. So Gilchrist found 47-year-old Gregory Hahn of Herrick County in contempt of court for his refusal to follow the judge's orders. Uh, the WRAL News reported. So the irony of all this is the judge was talking to me without a mask, said Hahn, a Navy veteran reportedly served with the President's Honor Guard in Arlington National Cemetery. If safety was such a concern, I go to jail with no mask requirements with inmates. So Clerk uh, Superior Court Renee Whittington said in a statement that each prospective juror were told of Gilchrist's mask when they checked in, and the court provided them with masks if they did not have one. But Hans said that he was not made aware of the mandate, and it was not listed on Hans' court summons. So the courthouse did not have any signs that state that master required and any sailor that had orders to dc as part of honor guard or ceremonial guard is usually what they call a 5.0 sailor and these guys have the best eval so this guy wasn't a shit bag you know he's like the top no. you know he's the top of his class mm-hmm. so uh boston university scientists were condemned for playing with fire after it merged that they had created a lethal new covid strain in laboratory so the Daily yeah. Mail like, revealed that a team made a new hybrid virus combining Omicron, the original Wuhan strain, which killed 80% of mice in a study. So Revelation exposes how dangerous virus manipulation uh, research continues to go on in the U.S. despite fears similar practices may have, you know, started pandemic. So Professor Samuel Sharpira, a leading scientist, mm-hmm. Israeli government said this uh, should be totally forbidden. It's playing with fire. So gain-of-function research when viruses are proposedly manipulated to be more infectious or deadly 
as thought to be at the center of COVID's origin. A Chinese laboratory located just miles from the first cluster of cases carried out similar research on bat coronaviruses, but the practice had been largely restricted in the U.S. since 2017. So Dr. Richard Erbright, a chemist at Rutgers University, New Brunswick, New Jersey, told the Daily Mail that the research is a clear example of gain-of-function research. He added that, we would avoid a next lab-generated pandemic. It is imperative the oversight of the enhanced potential pandemic pathogen research be strengthened. And I have a feeling this could be used against us, against the general yeah. public, in the event of a second American revolution against a corrupt government. You know, because uh, I have well, no I, other I was, reason why they need it. Well, dude, um, in New Orleans, they had a fucking bioweapons lab down there. And when Hurricane Katrina hit, supposedly a bunch of that shit got out. So it's not even like, it's not even just the fact that they'll use this against you if things go south, which they will, because the elite class does not represent you. You have an alien elite class. But also, you know, these people can't even control it in the first place because they're not, they're all coked out and kind of not that smart to begin with. So, you know, shit gets out of hand more than you would think. So an Indiana teacher was arrested Thursday from alleged kill list of students and staff at the school where she taught. Wednesday, October 12th, 2022, at 5 p.m., officers were dispatched to St. Stenlaus, a school located at 4930 Indianapolis Boulevard, reference to a threatening report. Upon arrival, officers spoke to principal and the assistant principal of the school. Officers were advised on Wednesday, October the 12th, that approximately 12.45 p.m., a fifth-grade student told his or her counselor that the fifth-grade teacher made comments about him or her and about killing himself, students, and staff at the Stanislaus School. I never heard of Stanislaus, so I wonder if that's like a Polish uh, saint or something. I but, have one of those near me, a St. Stanislaus. Oh, okay. Yeah. School. It's, yeah. it's, Pol it's Polish, I would think. So the teacher further told the students that um, they have a list, and he or she was at the bottom of the list. The teacher is immediately escorted into the principal's office to discuss the matter while discussing the matter of the office. Teacher allegedly admitted to the principal she did, in fact, make those statements to the students and confirmed she did have a kill list. So during the conversation, the teacher named a specific student on her list and but did not provide the list. The principal then advised the teacher to leave and not return to the school pending the investigation. So the East Chicago Police Department were not made aware of the situation until four hours later after the teacher was allowed to leave. And once officers were notified, the completed report notified uh, the Criminal Investigation Division. So on Thursday, October the 13th, Criminal Investigation Division was able to obtain emergency detention order for the teacher from uh, Lake County Prosecutor Office. The teacher who identified as a 25-year-old Angelica Carrasquillo Torres of Griffith was taken into custody by detectives at 11.15 a.m. Her Griffith residence without incident. And it's still an active investigation with no further statements that will be made this time. Dude, so that's... That's, that's fucking wild. crazy shit, man. That, dude, that oh, is well, like well, what... Well, that, that's what they well, hire well, as teachers. That's what they hire as teachers, man. Like, think about that. Like, none of these. It's like it's like all the therapists now. They're a bunch of like mentally unwell women. Yeah, they are. It's like, oh, <laughs> wow, we're gonna have like we're gonna have these fucking insane women teach your kids and give them advice on and male groomers. Okay, you're right. Yeah, male... You're so right. Everything you're saying is so right. Well, well, it's like I like like I like women. Like I like our guests. I like Brandy. Right, but like. Dude, you no, can't no, have, they're like, crazy insane, women. Fucking, you can't have insane bitches teach your fucking kids. Like, what the fuck? It's yeah, the craziest of the crazy. I don't know why you'd want to shoot up a place that feeds people pierogies. That's fantastic. Now I'm wondering if there's nuns at that school, too. If it's a... Uh... 
a Polish saint school, you know, it might be. You know, if they named it the Pierogi Palace, more people would show up. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm you know, just saying. Be there already. Speaking of crazy women, uh, a British woman said that she had spent more than $11,000 on cosmetic procedures in a bid to look exactly like her boyfriend's sex doll, and he's super impressed. <laughs> Char Gray, 23, Ooh. hit headlines earlier this year revealing that she bought a sex doll named Delilah for her boyfriend Callum Black whose age 28 oh. London-based blonde claimed that she uh, developed feelings for this naughty doll and even participated in pretend threesomes with the squishy silicone toy. Now, however, she's gone uh, one expensive <laughs> step further, going under the knife in the attempt to look more like Delilah. She was quoted as oh, saying, I think she God. looks so pretty, and I want to exactly look like her. Uh, she told the need to know like online on Friday that she's had multiple types uh. of filler carried out to look more like her as well as a nose job. So, Gray, who boasts an OnlyFans account, said that she was scared to undergo the rhinoplasty as it was her first operation. But now, however, she is hooked and considering getting breast implants to emulate Delilah's big bust. So, she was oh quoted. I... <laughs> she said that we need to get her fitted for a bra, and after that, I'll look into her boob job. But she's massive, Gray declined. I uh, declared, oh and then she God. said, I'm willing to spend as much as it tapes, and I think in the end I'll feel better about myself and how I look. So, Gray thought that Delilah for back in June of 21 saying that he couldn't keep up with her boyfriend's ravenous sex drive. However, she soon caught feelings for the doll and the trio is now taking steps to become a proper thruple. So last week, Ray oh and Black took Delilah God. to a tattoo <laughs> shop at their local area so they could all get matching tattoos. And Whoa. she got DNC for Delilah and Charlotte or Callum, and she's got CNC for both their names. So Gray declared that I think we need oh, to show people online that we're serious about her involvement with Delilah, and now we have done that. And she feels more connected, like they're all matching. So meanwhile, the model opened up about Delilah's involvement in the relationship, saying that they sh they take the toy out on outings, including romantic drives around the town. And I think what? I saw a meme earlier on TikTok of this couple <laughs> saying that the boyfriend prefers the doll over the girlfriend. Almost definitely does. Then female simps are real. Women can simp too. That's the thing. It's like you don't understand. There's plenty of women who simp. The I've best thing it. that I can do is just fulfill your fantasy and just like allow you to experience that. <laughs> <laughs> of, course, of course you fucking clipped that. Of course you did. So uh, we, we got some more news from the UK. So a major supermarket chain. Uh, the UK is finalizing plans to stock insects on its shelves and marketing them as cheap food source for people oh, struggling to afford to feed their families amid soaring inflation and the cost of living crisis. The Daily Mail reported that Aldi is considering stocking edible bugs, providing recipe kits for parents to prefer worms and crickets for their hungry children. Potential products in this range include sustainable cricket burgers as well as nuggets and mints. So just as you thought this couldn't get more dystopian, the supermarket is involved in the TV game show, which insect farmers will pitch the bugs as the next big thing for Aldi, according to the report. One of the contestants, Aaron Thomas, commented, We're on a mission to change perceptions of insects as food, as they're one of the most sustainable protein sources in the world. The Thomas further claims that the crickets contain more protein than beef, and we want to make bug consumption mainstream. If we're able to get in front of Aldi's audience, it'd be an amazing opportunity. Move is the latest growing trend of pushing bug eating on mass as a way of saving the planet, quote unquote. And I feel this is more like a humiliation and demoralization that the ruling elites like to use on the population that they rule over. And I know they'll still be the ones eating them in the end because, you know, you're not going to see these rich, you know, famous people doing that shit. Well, oh, Fox 101, let's talk about animal, like insect protein. It's non-soluble fiber uh, that's 
derived from what is it? Credit, uh, cricketine. I think it's chitin. which is linked chitin, which is uh, directly linked to um, uh, people's increased risk of cancer. So you're not going to get the protein from ingesting it, and you're going to increase your your chance of cancer. It's just going to disease you and make you malnourished. And I think if you have yeah, shellfish the, allergies, that'll affect you too. So chitin's yeah, pretty yeah. much like eating your fingernails. You know, it's it's not like solid. Yeah. Right. It, this is like this is bullshit because it's not the same proteins, so it's not going to be good for you like meat is. It's it's not. This is all not the same thing. This is it's all like just WBF, designed to make you weak. This is all Klaus Schwab's WF bullshit. You know that's what it. Yeah, was. it's really uh, just designed. It's designed to make you a weak fucking Chinaman. It's like the <laughs> you're supposed to be like a worker, little worker bee. You're supposed to live like forty years, fucking work yourself to the bone, and then fucking die. That's what the elites want from you. Hey, you're asking for it. <laughs> so uh, the Newsmax cable news outlet had severed ties with Laura Logan after the former 60 Minutes correspondent went on a bizarre rant alleging that world leaders dine on the blood of children. Logan, an award-winning former <laughs> war correspondent, was interviewed Wednesday by Newsmax host Eric Bowling, who anchors a show called The Balance. Bowling invited Logan to the program to discuss global elites and their favoritism towards leftist policies. And then he asked Logan about the situation along the southern border where undocumented migrants have crossed the United States in droves. Uh, she's quoted as saying, as, uh, God believes in sovereignty and national identity, the sanctity of family, and all the things that we lived for from the beginning of time, she responded. And he knows about the order of open border is Satan's way of taking control of the world through all these people who are his stooges and his servants. Uh, she was also dropped by the talent agency after comparing Fauci to Nazi doctor Joseph Mengele and then added that they may think that they're going to become gods. Uh, that's what they tell us. You've all known historian Yuval Noah Harari and all the rest of them at the World Economic Forum. And you know the ones uh, who want us eating insects, cockroaches, while they dine on the blood of children, Logan added? Those are people, right? They're not going to win, and they're not going to win. Uh, Newsmax and condemns, <laughs> Newsmax condemns like in the strongest terms reprehensible <laughs> statement by Laura Logan, and her views do not reflect our network, Newsmax said in a statement to the Daily Beast. We have no plans mm. to interview her again. So I think we should get the hashtag started, I, hashtag... Uh, I stand with Laura Logan trending along with I stand with Kanye yeah. West. Can we That's get Laura Logan based. on here? That's fucking oh, base. I don't know. Is... Well, we'll have to reach oh. out. But uh, we do have a mug shoddy for the week, and I will share that on the screen for those who are on <laughs> A mug shoddy? Yeah. A mug shoddy. Well, that's that girl that we showed on Facebook earlier. Yeah, yeah. So this this, this mug shoddy was arrested this week at Michigan for theft upwards of a thousand dollars for failure to check out her items at the store. <laughs> so so for those in the oh, crowd, you know, yeah. do you think you can fix her, make her worse? Can you save her? You know, pass or uh, smash. I mean, she was, she was an I steal lady. from Walmart. I steal from Walmart too. <laughs> hey y'all, y'all, that happened to me. I you know they pressed the button and I got busted. That happened to me. So. Just so you know. Now, they didn't do anything to me because I looked at him and I said, I really don't know how to do that. And she looked at me and said, we'll be more careful next time. (laughs) (laughs) So so you can support the show by making donations to uh, streamlabs.com forward slash Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge 1 forward slash tip or Atomic Shaman's uh, 
uh, what was the other one? Oh, I forgot to put the wrong one. So it's buymeacoffee.com forward slash Atomic Shaman. You can also purchase t-shirts and other swag at t.pub forward slash lick forward slash Atomic Shaman trading post. And you can also support the show by liking and sharing our podcast and getting your friends to subscribe. So the reason we are here today is to hear about this uh, New Orleans voodoo. Eddie, our guest, is here as our subject matter expert on it. I guess there's a difference between hoodoo and voodoo and there's different flavors because there's like haitian voodoo or west african voodoo french caribbean voodoo and spanish caribbean voodoo right yes uh, yes it's all regional uh, voodoo and hoodoo and what they do <laughs> that's and when i yeah i grew up in new orleans louisiana which you know that's where that's kind of a big deal i remember going to uh when I was in elementary school, so I'd be like six or seven, going on a field trip to the Madame Louveau Museum. Ah, uh-huh. right, yeah, and that was a school school thing, you know. I bought the book, yeah. read the book, oh, yeah. Cool. So I, yeah, so I, I've, I've heard a lot about it, read a lot about it, and seen something. Okay. I've seen, yeah, seen some things. So, well, y'all know, but what do y'all want to know? about so, voodoo or so, voodoo. So like what's what's what what's their based on? What's the the tenets of the main beliefs? Uh, well, you know me, I'm going to say it's all, you know, octagon. <laughs> Everything rolls back to the octagon. And the differences are like you said, they're all based on uh, you know, different parts of Africa and then different parts of Europe. Cuz what happened was here in this area it was for a very short period of time, but it was a whole lot of importing of labor. You know what I'm saying? You, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of during the, yeah. And, you know, these people, it was kind of a large order. If you'll have my, you know, like Africa was familiar with this type of order. You know what I mean? For for the products. But this was a very large order for them. Uh we can argue as to why this happened, but you know, I will argue as to why it happened. But so you get these, the yeah, why all of a sudden we had to have, and really, you know, it was only last about 20 or 30 years. So it was a short period of time and it was a large volume. And because a lot of them were new out of the bush, so to speak, you know, they didn't have a lot of experience with this type of lifestyle. They didn't, they weren't, you know what I mean? Like it was because it was a large order. They had to increase the, the, the stock, which means they were taking, you know, probably inexperienced personnel into the labor yeah. market. Yeah. Very inexperienced. <laughs> so, so you got this really green labor market influx into the area. Unhappy about the situation, as you well know. And, um, you know, it, it was pretty dark. There was a lot of dark stuff going on. They brought a lot of what they had in Africa with them. Well, now, the first thing the Octagon's going to do when they see that is, you know what they do, right? They sent in the Jesuits. These are French-speaking people primarily. So the Jesuits have founded, you know, the So they're sent to convert them, right? Sorry? Uh, the Jesuits are sent to convert them to Christianity, right? 
technically, but what you end up getting is a branch just like all the rest of the branches. And they're very comfortable with the hoodoo and the voodoo. And they work very well with one another. If you catch my drift, kind of an inter, an intermarriage, so to speak, between the two. And they function in the same way. And they do a lot of the same dialect, sort of of like the same foundation. Well, the function of the of the witch doctor, the voodoo queen, or the Jesuit priest, or whatever, is to keep the information about the community in one solid location, so that you know what I mean. It's under control. Sure. It's a it's an intelligence activity because you know people, you know people, <laughs> people. <laughs> People, you know, people without Xanax. Give me my Zanny, you know. For the large part, they didn't, they didn't have all that back then. So they'd run to the doctor and they'd tell their soul out. And, you know, people could keep tabs on the sins of others, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So that's how you gain your power. And the Madame Louveau was the hairdresser. She was a half half uh, Creole. Do you know the difference between Creole cooking and Cajun cooking? No, but I've, I've had it. I do not. I know that they're supposed to be. All right. All right. There's a huge difference. Now, in Cajun cooking, you can take one chicken and feed three families, right? It was, it was done for survival, right? Right. So in Creole cooking, it takes three chickens to feed one family. Did you follow the math? Yeah. Yeah. So one chicken could feed three families in Cajun cooking, which means a whole lot more rice and, you know. Filler. Yeah, I'm going to say. And your Creole cooking is going to be, you know, fancy, more sauces and such. And Creole means, yeah, Creole means half. And half means could be any percentage. And the first thing they did is, you know, I mean, if you bring in labor and you've got a crew, what are the first thing they're going to do? They have so. to feed them. Well. Beat them? Anyway. Anyway, are so you, you know had this. Each other? Well, the, the sex is what has happened. And so you got a lot of people oh, okay. who were not. Yeah, you got that a lot of so people gross. very quickly. You got a lot of sex. People have sex. I don't know if you know, but people, the first thing they want to do. <laughs> Yeah, they have a the fuck, but I thought you were talking about cooking. Yeah, I'm, I'm very aware. <laughs> well, that jumped, escalated I, quickly. I, 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 ju- I jumped away from the cooking. It, hey, that was a quick. That was a quick joke. There's not much yeah, more. Yeah, to I was it. Just, all I think about is food, man. So. I was thinking <laughs> of Dewey sausage, boudin, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The sausages. Well, the Creole cooking. Okay, y'all are into the cooking. Y'all are hungry, huh? Yeah, we are. I haven't had any Cajun in a while. Uh. Everything, everything uh, down here is a sauce. That's the big joke. And and chopped up very fine. Everything's a sauce. I put a sauce on everything. Ketchup on eggs. It's that type of like hot sauce in my bag. It's very real. Mm. It is very real. It's very real. Jeez. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> but anyway, back to the voodoo. Back to the voodoo. Oh, right. Back to the voodoo. So what you had was this this blend of the Jesuit Catholics the Catholics can and you make that uh, into a sauce? can you make that into a sauce? You know, these people did a lot of cooking 
And you talked about, y'all talked about the insects. Yeah, out now. Well, uh, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with the mud no. bugs down there. Now, uh, here, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, you know, bugs makes a darn good dinner. I've done it too many times. <laughs> oh, and the first thing I think when I see possum is, you know, Paul, get the bread. It's supper time. Y'all don't be turning down good food now. And, and I hear yeah, your point. up north, too. It is what it is. Hey, yeah, bugs. Look, bugs can be very, very good. And so when I hate on a, on a, on an octagon, I'm not going to hate on the bugs. I just don't, you know, I just want to make the distinction. I, I will. Make... I'll do it for you. I'll hate on the bugs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll hate on all the bugs. I'll even hate on the crawdads because those are fucking nasty-ass sea bugs. Girl, hear me, you gotta suck the head. If you didn't if you didn't suck the head, you didn't do it. You're making Brandy blush. No, I'm trying to get my mind into the gutter so I can stop thinking about stuff. No, I'm talking about the crawfish. That's where oh all the God. guts are. That's where all hey, the guts are. Should we go back to the sex conversation? Is that better? <laughs> I was talking about food. Y'all yeah, were like, hungry. Let's go back to the sex conversation and then the voodoo, I guess. I literally need to look at dick or something. I can't even think yeah, about the, 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 uh, the, it. Those uh, West Coast girls can't, can't get down with that shit, man. <laughs> what is it? Oh, so. Sucking on fish tanks? In case, like, how about those Jesuits yeah. and the voodoo and hoodoo? How the hell did Jesuits end up entering the world of voodoo? Okay, well, that's super right. easy. Je yeah, yeah, they were... Yeah, I mean, come on. This is this is Orleans. So if you look at the map of France, I know a whole lot. My people came from. I'll just tell you, my people came from that area. It's uh, you know, this was considered you know the Great Holy Empire only a, you know a thousand years ago. So, you know. Yeah, because isn't France considered second after the Vatican as far as uh, the, well, the yeah, I would Catholicism. And I. Yeah, I would argue first. This is the part of France that's the closest to Switzerland, which is as I continue yeah. to discuss. Yeah, they used to own that. Yeah, uh, the Vatican literally used to directly own part of France. Because I think my grandparents believed Lourdes is the Holy Land. I, 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 you know, I would argue they might be right. Anyway, so this was the area it founded the entire Louisiana Territory, which remember goes all the way to Canada. Starts at that uh, Mississippi River and goes all the way up that dang thing. Canada. Yeah. And that, yeah, that was called Louisiana at the time. It was the whole dang thing. Now, that a whole lot of people, remember, that was the point. And so the ratio of white to black became a whole lot more black than white pretty darn quick. Um, yeah, I heard so, there was yeah, a settlement like, plan in France where, like, ex-convicts could uh, marry a prostitute and then they would get, like, permission to settle in New Orleans. Or, I mean, not New Orleans, but uh, Louisiana and get a land grant yeah. or something. That's exactly how most of America was settled, through through uh, debt, debt prisons. Um, 
And you can imagine how an octagon would make people put in debt. I wonder how they did that. Anyway, you know what I mean. So, yeah, that's how America was founded. And, and that was Louisiana. And Louisiana was Orleans. And Orleans was French. So that's Jesuit. That is deeply Jesuit Catholic at the time. At the time, for sure. So you had, you know, had okay, uh, Napoleon Bonaparte's uh, wife, the wife that he had at the end there. She yeah, never Josephine. Had a yes, sir. So, uh, yeah, she was from uh, the New World. She was not from New Orleans, but she had certainly been in New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, but she was from one of those sugar islands down there. Anyway, so is French. Now, there's a lot in islands that are Dutch and English, and you know, of course, the English tried everywhere, and ultimately Germans. But at the time, it's the French, so the French is Catholic. New Orleans is still very Catholic and has that influence. And these are, you know, rough times. So they just merged a lot. And, of course, a lot sexually. And, you know, people, once they start to having sex, sometimes start to care for one another. You know what I mean? Anyway, it became a big old mess there in, in New Orleans. And there's a lot of superstition. And there's a lot of ghosts and vampires and big woolly swamp monsters. And <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that later. The honey monster swamp thing and aliens. Good Lord. If it was weird, they were into it. And I will tell you, I, there are really creepy tours. And there are creepy, creepy things. Um, electric chairs in basements of places. It's very creepy. Um, are you following where yeah, I'm going? Yeah, it's, it's turning dark. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like super creepy. So these people are religious at the same time and superstitious and they believe in ghosts. So they're fighting back with whatever they have. And that happens to be a swinging chicken, right? A chicken swinging on the neck or whatever they've got. And they use superstition. So you've got a power play going on with people. And let's face it, you know, the white women are very jealous of the black women because the men prefer you know, going and visiting the, the, the card tables and, and that sort of thing, then being at home. And so back and forth this goes. Before you know it, people are, are you know, casting spells. And this all comes from Africa. And, of course, it doesn't stick with the Africans, right? That's my point. Because the other people start it's picking up on it. Joining in. All the way in. It's cultural so it's diffusion a, on both ends is what I'm getting from this. Right. <laughs> so, so you end up with this perfect blur. And that's why regionally it'll be a little different. Because regionally in Europe, you've got a very different situation. Then Africa, it's a lot similar from region to region. They change by music. You can tell the differences by, I think, fashions and, and the different music. Like drums, the drums will be very different in the different regions. So one will be, you know, more Ghana style or deep West African, 
lot of, of course, West Africans. But anyway, so you got the music and you got the dancing. And if you hear music and dancing, you know that's a show, right? <laughs> and if you put if you put it on a show, you're collecting money. And the, the primary uh, benefactor is going to be the the Xanax wanton woman, because you also probably sell drugs, right? Right. Are you yeah, I see where this is going. You see where this is going? Yeah, yeah, I see where this is going. Yeah, medicine, you call it, wink, wink. And now, if you're selling that kind of thing, you probably also sell poison. Now, if you're selling poison, yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> the Haitian ladies uh -oh. in New York City do that shit too, man. So, anyway, that's hoodoo and voodoo in a nutshell. You've got a show, you've got magic, you've got a lot of thievery and conning. And uh, you got just, you know, crazy people that need a priest. You've got, and, 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 and they're a priest to their neighborhood. They know everybody's secrets. So they also are, like, if, you, if somebody knew your deepest, darkest secrets, you know, you don't want them to tell. And, so, you know, so, so, you get, so you got to make, like, a payment. Well, you just want them to be happy, don't you? Right. Don't right. <laughs> They don't need anything, but you you want them to be happy. <laughs> anyway, that's how it works, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and they do a lot of real, real things in the meantime. But mostly it's love potions and getting back at your ex. And... Oh, so then is there oh, a difference between... Me, you gotta... Suck the head. See, well, now sucking the head's what everybody does. Look, everybody sucks a head. <laughs> you gotta suck. That's where the juice is to get the juices. I gotta mute myself again. I can't. Some people think the juice is in the corn, but it's not. The juice is. <laughs> If you didn't suck the head, you didn't do it. You knew how desperately yeah. I'm trying oh. to keep in the gutter. I'm, I'm going to have crawfish. I'm going to have crawfish just because y'all did this. It's, it's, um, I can't remember if it's in New York City or Miami, but like, yeah, some Haitian lady actually ends up getting arrested for poisoning a bunch of people. Some, uh, some like Haitian, uh, I guess like what witch doctor would be the term. Uh, I forgot the name. I think it's called like Moa or Mona or something. I forgot the name of the, the actual yeah. term of the practitioner yeah. that, that does the voodoo. And then the male has a different name. I forgot it too. Yeah. But all these dudes thought it was magic, I guess. And like they in that community for the longest time, it turns out she was just poisoning motherfuckers when she got paid. It's kind of wild. Times. That's kind of a yeah, that's kind of, that, that's kind of that's kind of low hanging fruit right there. I mean that so, that's kind of low. So what kind of so, she's doing her job? So so what are these uh, superstitions that the locals believe in that we wouldn't know about? See the, the well, I was going to say the whole point of the thing is you're supposed to be able to con Vince people <laughs> to give you money. Oh yeah, you you understand, and yeah. it's very convincing. The Catholic Church does a good enough job. Why can't you? Yeah. I descend from gypsies and pirates. I know how it works. 
I mean, you're supposed to get their, you know, their riles arisen or whatever it is that gets them going, and you need to do it. Scare them. You belong on a cross. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Fire and brimstone shit, man. Bring it. Bring it. And so, yeah. There okay. is some med- there is some medicine, but primarily at the time, medicine was done by grandmamas. You know, grandma always knew what to do. It was just like that. So they didn't. Re- witch doctor doesn't really do a whole lot of. A witch doctor is a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Or you're you were just talking. It was so weird. You're just talking about now. We have these things called. I don't know. You go to a, a counselor shrink? or a ther- ther- shrink. Yeah, a- and. And there are all these crazy women, right? Well, maybe. Yeah, they're going to tell you to be a tranny or some dumb shit. So, so, <laughs> so, uh, so these witch doctors, they weren't really like spiritual advisors. They just like help people with personal problems. Well, what is a priest? That was what a witch doctor was. And they just did a different process because they're different. And it's a right. different process. It's a, it's, and it's not that different. You know, that's a weird thing. I always. Now, I just gave you a very interesting version of, I thought it was interesting, you might not have, but kind of interesting version of how we got to, you know, this French Catholic African blend. Well, there's there's another, y'all might find interesting, there's another really prominent part of this. I always thought now, knowing the history of the situation back there in the early 1800s, we know we had a lot of Jewish people. You know, the little ones with the little hats? Uh, so, so blood sacrifice followed shortly. Well, hear me out with the chicken. Oh. Uh-oh. Whoa. <laughs> we going to do the they chicken. like the head? That, well, the chicken thing they do, I, there's a Jewish thing I saw once where they do with the chicken once well, a year. Well, the Jews fight they, the head, but... What is on. it they do with the chicken? They do the chicken thing. Oh, they use it to 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 ward off their sins, right? They they push the sins off into the chicken and kill it? Yeah, yeah, they, they, they push their sins onto the chicken as like a sacrifice, basically, yeah, it's... The one time, well, the one, I, I, you know, I've seen a little bit on the, of course, on the YouTube, on the TV, you know, I've never seen that live. Although I have seen the voodoo, but live, right? I've seen the voodoo part live, but I've never seen the Jewish one. Well, I saw the Jewish one on the TV. And I swear as God's my witness, that is the identical activity. Yeah, it's like a scapegoat. It's just scape. It's scapegoating. It's it's the same sort of ritual, but they perform with chickens nowadays more Isn't often. Is that like a blood ritual? That was more of a so, blood ritual. So, so doesn't that right? So does it? I, yeah, I don't know a whole lot about all that when we get to that part. I, you know, I'm not in. It's just something with spraying the blood on other people. Because I know those like reading. There's of bones. a lot of. Um, my grandmother did reading of entrails, and she would do that. She wouldn't sacrifice. Oh, She'd read the entrails and then tell us about weather predictions and stuff with what she would find in the entrails. Yeah, yeah. Native Native cultures and like Native Americans did that all the time, and I think a few other Native cultures do it too for like other regions. But well, yeah, like I, I mean, said, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, 
I, just to me, it seemed very similar. And if I look at, because I've asked the Africans, you know, the Africa Africans. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think they do that with the chicken. What they do, they, you know, they don't do that. With, what they do with the chicken, here's what they do, because they would never do that. They, 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 that was foreign to them, the, the ones I spoke to. What they would do is the way they have witch doctor. First of all, they don't have voodoo in Africa, right? Yeah, we it's talked to a guy voodoo. from South Africa. He was, he was, his regional stuff was called Sangoma. So it was completely different than West African, you know, witch doctor stuff. Exactly. So they don't even have this. This is a, this is purely new world, again, Jesuit stuff. So they don't have that. What they do is the doctor gives you the medicine. Now that could be anything, right? But he, the doctor's going to give you this medicine. And then the doctor tells you for the medicine, what the price is and the price is, you know, so many chickens or a goat or what, whatever it is. Or sucking the head. Well, <laughs> I don't know if they have crawl that. I don't know if they have crawfish down there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. But yes, it could be bless something like that. Bless the crawfish down in Africa. Bless the crawfish down in Africa. Wow. So there... <laughs> I'm just gonna walk up to some guy and be all. I really, really want to bless your crawfish. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> oh my fucking god! That's awesome. We're using that. That's your intro now. That's gonna be your intro. It's, it's gonna be on the intro now. What? <laughs> Yeah, all things raunchy, but I'm here for it. <laughs> oh, man, I'm gonna try that. Anyway, just... anyway, the point the point being in 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 Africa, they're not they're not sacrificing damn shit. They putting that back in the hen house where it belongs. <laughs> Amazing. Oh. That's right. Oh, Robo Brandy, what now? Just okay. <sighs> Never fucking mind. <laughs> we heard her. Yeah, we heard her now. <laughs> that was that was perfect. Once oh. again, we had another drop. We got two drops in a row, basically. It's so hard to get my mind into the gutter so I can stop <laughs> thinking. <laughs> so I was gonna ask, like, I don't understand. I I've never really heard of hoodoo anywhere other than Louisiana. And don't understand what, if any, distinction there is between voodoo and hoodoo. Okay, right. That's that. It's like the difference between Creole and Cajun, which is how I got off on the food to begin with. They're not that different, but they are. And one, now see, I wouldn't call it from Louisiana, like hoodoo. From where, from but where I'm from, and it kind of took off with popularity, like getting a lot more notoriety coming from that region versus like the various actual words. Oh, right. But, but I mixing pot once it got down there and then I, people are sucking crawfish and swinging chickens around and <laughs> fucking 
To be fair, to be fair, they totally, they totally. And that just got the, 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 the yay, you know, the yay. It just got the yay in the trouble, and I didn't mean to get you in the trouble. We, you know, now you're going to have to sit with yay at the table. Well, he's starting his own city, so I'm wondering how well he pays. You know, I'm interested in his... I'm sorry to do that, but but the truth be known... Okay, so it's, if you it's look... It's true, though. They probably did get from Jewish people. Like, jokes aside, well, they probably did get that from Jewish immigrants or something, but... Well, you say Jewish immigrants. Let's be perfectly clear. In this region, there is a very, there is a very significant. At that time, Ju the Jewish people were involved in sea transport. Their major activity. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I mean, they right. were responsible yeah, for the slave was, trade. Yeah, Kanye was right. We know. They owned most of the uh, slave ships. Uh, tra uh, transportation on the sea of goods was maritime activity. Precisely. So they that they might have oh, had people. some influence on what they were importing might be relevant. I don't know. I was just mentioning it, but I did not want to get you in the yay table, sitting at the yay. Table. Yeah, already, already there, sister. Already there. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, anyway, so I think that I think the swing the chickens came from the little hat people. So that's 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 how I saw that. But anyway, I mentioned it because they were so they are, and, 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 and you can well you can Google it. They're here. You got the names. They've got the they've got the German names. It's the Whoa. German ones. Yeah. I still what what makes hoodoo hoodoo and not voodoo? We never did. <laughs> more or less, like literally, a, I think it's kind of an. I'm gonna simplify this, and I might be completely fucking wrong, as I am about most things I've done in my life. Mm -hmm. But honestly, it's kind of to me, and I'm sure I have a certain level of ignorance about this. But it's literally like almost the same fucking thing, but just two different terms describing the same shit with slightly different variations or slightly different prep or whatever, but it's pretty much the same concept. Kind of like oh. Protestants and Lutherans, but they want to fight over who's right anyway. I don't know enough about. Yeah. I don't know. If the, I don't know if the, the people who practice voodoo fight over their religion. Oh, oh, oh so they're the peaceful. All right. I don't know. I, 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 think, I, I haven't encountered it. I think that it, in, in my interpretation being you know, being From here, yeah. well, there's some really, you know, very sparsely populated areas where you could get good and lost in the swamps. And we're I talking hundreds of acres. People live and out people there. Kind of live out there randomly, right? Sort of like there's not really like a community, but there's for some weird ass reason, somebody still wants to live in like a, a swamp bog. People have always lived out there, and it's fought over, and it's very, you know, yeah, it's rich forests. There's a lot of protected forests out there. It, it, so if you want to get lost, that's where you'd go and hope you didn't run into somebody. Yeah, that's yeah, where you'd go. And there was a lot of people ran out there to get lost, um, and that's where it was, out in some of those swampy areas. And you wouldn't go south of New Orleans because that's all, you know, uh, 
spoken for, you, you go north into Mississippi. So there's these huge, large, swampy, unpopulated areas. People don't understand Mississippi. Here's another thing. Okay, it's Halloween. A uh, happy Halloween, by the way, everybody. Happy Halloween, yeah. everybody. Happy Halloween. Like Did y'all hear the thing about the daycare worker with the screen mask on and she was just... Yes, yes, I heard, little... you heard that they were like no, claiming that she was just... terrorizing the children and they fired No, we call something. that a joke. We, we After they took the thing can off, get... they all left. Can I tell you guys something? I'm going to okay. share a secret with you. Is that okay? Okay. It's totally on topic, I swear. It's like all about screaming. So once upon mm-hmm. a time, I had a screen mask and a costume back when, you know, that movie... First was popular, out. and my friend lived like across the like apartment hallway from me, and I've known her like my whole life, and she has kids. We have kids, or I have kids. Anyways, her son was God. I can't. Remember, he was probably nine or ten or something, and I put them out. I put the costume on. Actually, it was just like one black robe, super simple, and I like kind of hid in this like, it's the tiniest space. But you can kind of maybe for like one split second get away with somebody not seeing you at the door when they open the door, right? Hmm. And I was expecting her to open the door. <laughs> and I knocked on the door with the outfit on, right? It wasn't Halloween. It was just because <laughs> and because <laughs> I'm an asshole. <laughs> Good times. I like hid so I couldn't see in and he couldn't see out, so I didn't even know he opened the door. And I did that, like, weird thing where you just kind of lean over to the side so your head pops up in, like, some weird way. Oh, so this kid was terrified. I scared the wow. shit out of him, dude. The look of terror on his face, the sound that came out of his mouth. It, the wow, fucking... Brandy. Wow. Certified Brandy moment. <laughs> Love it. Extra bonus points. Yeah, yeah. Great, great job. Great job, Auntie, Auntie Brandy. 27 Mm. now. He can get over it. It's fucking funny. But I didn't. (laughs) It is. It is. Yeah. But I didn't mean to do to him. I meant to scare her and expected her to answer. And it's her fault. She doesn't got control of her fucking kids letting him out the door at night for strangers and fucking ghost face masks. So, You can do that now to children because they just die from a blood clot. I'm not sure we can upload this video now. <laughs> I made it to our very last <laughs> fucking hello base alert. I didn't say why. I kept it. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm playing just, the game. I'm hoping we don't get popped. Again. Not like when to go over there. That's not true. Well, I mean, I, I said the word. I, I didn't. There's. I didn't specify why I said it. You know, I didn't say anything. I didn't really attach anything anti-Semitic said to it, the term. You gotta talk around I mean, that shit. Yeah, I think I'm you know. Literally, it's literally just slang for zero in Polish. It's fine. They're number people. Be fine. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was an IBM reference. <laughs> So back to the topic. Okay, so anyway, the topic. So, oh, yeah. That's the rest so, of the topic. Well, I don't know what we're talking about anymore. I, I was talking about 
Dang scream. So Dang so scream. so so uh, Brandy's got some stuff about what a, a New Orleans vampire woman. Oh cool. A vampire dude. I I don't. Well, they, they think she's a they they, they they claim she's a vampire, a but there's some I very little, very little. I think they're trying to like work it that way and hey, for tourism. I, um, just to, I'm, I don't know why anybody needs to add more horror to this story. Let's just put it like that. Like I don't know why they would feel the need to attach different things. If she was a vampire, I guess that would kind of make not really a lot of sense to be honest i think she was just horrific so it is and i'm sure eddie is very familiar being from new orleans but madame marie delphine la larie and her mansion is down there it has been off and on throughout the years like a tourist spot so you could sometimes go and tour it but not now and i don't have the address pulled up and i don't know where my glasses are so it's down there it's like in the main area of new orleans and the french quarter i think yeah i think so too but because yeah. i'm not 100 percent on that and i don't want to sound stupid i don't want to reference and have somebody be like that's not the french quarter okay i'm sorry it's all the french quarter to me in new orleans <laughs> it's like bourbon street the french quarter garden district done anyway <laughs> gotcha <laughs> so there she was born in new orleans I don't care much to go into further back. Her parents were somewhat predominant, very rich, very wealthy. And she got married like her first time when she was 13. None of this is relevant. I mean, and so she was, she was born in, eight, in 1787. So it's like the, the big slave area down there. And, like, around this time where you were talking about where they were, like, busing in, like, tons of, like, not busing in, but, like, bringing tons of people in over. And all of the voodoo and shit, I think, was kind of going on also, like, getting around big at that time. Because I think the voodoo queen, I think they, I think their timelines overlap a little bit. I would have to double check that. And she, can you guys even hear me? Yeah, we can still hear you. Okay. Okay. I never know here. So anyways, I literally just mute so you can talk. I'm babbling because I smoked a lot of weed. <laughs> um, there was a fire that she was like a predominant person in society. She had a lot of power. They were very wealthy. And she used to hold like social light gatherings at her house all the time. Everybody knew who she was. And apparently she was beautiful. So, you know, a lot of attention was paid to her, but inside her little car mansion there. She had her slaves, and she was so fucking horrific to them that nobody knew what was really going on except for, you know, probably people inside the house, sort of. But until one night, a fire broke out of the house. And I think she was having a party when it broke out, or everybody just kind of, I, th I think there was a party going on there that night. I could be making that up. And they came in to help put the fire out. When they came in to help put the fire out, they found like an old 70 year old woman like chained to the stove. And they were trying to get people out. Marie Del or Delphine, Lollerie, she disappears. Her husband disappears. They kind of like get lost in the crowd because they, the authorities 
are talking to the people there and they start telling them that there's a room upstairs that there's people. They know that there's people up there. So they kind of demanded entry or whatever and the Lollaries denied entry and took off. And they busted down that door and when they busted down that door, they found a ton of people in there. Like I think it was like 10 or 11 people or something in this one little room, but they are in the most horrific state fucking ever. They were like chained up to the wall, their limbs being like stretched as far as they could. Um, one guy had all of his entrails like pulled out of him and wrapped around his body. Holy Another shit. lady had somebody else's entrails wrapped around her. There was some of the slaves, I think like, more than one, had holes drilled into their head and so that she could fit wooden spoons in the hole and stir the brains. Um, she had broken some lady's limbs so many different times and reset them that she was in like the shape of like a spider or a crab. She was trying to make like a human crab woman. And what else was up in there? There was quite a few people chained up in just like in really, really terrible shape. And so when they started, most of the people were allegedly begging for them to just please kill them, like put them out of their pain for that. Like, can you please fucking kill me now? <laughs> and they went down to try to get them. They were gone. They couldn't find them. The townspeople get like so fucking mad because they can't find these people to like hold them accountable because they're in, they're just in shock. They're in shock. They know this lady. She's a socialite. She wanders around town. She hobnobs. She entertains. When she's out with her slaves, she's always like super polite to them. They always look good. Like when they're out with her, allegedly nobody suspected this, but there started to be whispers between the slaves. And so the town people go back to the house and they pretty much like light it on fire. They like go in there and they smash and break everything because she had tons of expensive art and like the finest of everything, the finest furniture. Like she was super, super well. And um, they pretty much burnt it down and she fled and hopped a boat and went back to Paris and was never caught. Rumors of what she had done had filtered over to Paris. So it kind of affected her stature over there too. And she couldn't really get anything going. And there's rumor that she went back to New Orleans at some point secretly because there's a grave there with her name on it and it fits sort of the time. And there's discrepancy about the Paris cemetery. There's just all these like weird parts about the story. And so rumor has it that she went back and used her money that she had in under a different name, like sort of reset up shop and potentially maybe even started doing this stuff again. Um, that's not really known. So, so that's just building? speculation. Right. Um, yeah, it's like rumor. It's there's, I can't really remember all the details to that part to like give you something cool to think about, but <laughs> um, there's rumors that she potentially came back to New Orleans because her daughter lived there with her family and, you know, they couldn't, they kind of had to like stay very low key because people wanted to see what was yeah, up. Yeah, well, there's the murder torture house, so I mean, I understand. Why. Right, <laughs> right. And yeah, so then this, this house just kind of becomes different things of course at some point like the church gets hold of it or something and then it's like a girl's school and then it did the 
touristy thing for a little bit, but it was in, incredibly haunted. And people reported being like hearing like screaming coming upstairs and like the sounds of chains and moans and stuff like that. Um, so somewhere down the line, and I forgot to remember the year, Nicholas Cage buys this house. He decides he's going to live there. It's like, woo, I'm going to live at this house. And he stays there for one night and one night only. And claims that he felt like he was cursed by the house, the spirits of the house. And he never stayed there again, and he tried to get rid of it. And I think eventually it just kind of went into auction or default. Like something, like he never... Oh, he foreclosed on it? Anything. Yes, he foreclosed on it. Almost like he didn't want to take a profit from it or something because that's weird that, I don't know, was he so badly off financially that he couldn't like handle holding on to it until he found a buyer? Because eventually you're going to find a buyer, you know? Well, weird. There's a lot of weird ass fucking people. And that's a historic, historic place because of what went on there. And there's rumors yeah, that so, there's... South of Maryland, man, this is weird ass. He'll buy it. Right. So Nicholas Cage gets so spooked out by staying this one night in the house that he flees. He never stays there again. He never goes back and tries to unload this house. And he claims that I think he went to somebody in New Orleans to talk to them about this. This situation with now what does he have attached to him from the house? Okay. So apparently from what I've sort of read is somebody tells him he needs to do this thing to protect him from the curse. And I guess the afterlife, I, I don't know what he's supposed to do in the Americans. And he needs to be buried next to the voodoo queen of New Orleans. Oh That's shit. Marie Lavo, right? So check this shit out. So he's got a funeral plot next to her. Yeah. Check this out though. So the oh. cemetery is, I've never been in New Orleans. I really, really have always wanted to go, but Eddie can attest the cemeteries there. Fucking weird, old as fuck, creepy, amazing, typical cemetery. Well, they have to be looking. above ground because the water table's so low because you'd have floating mm-hmm. bodies. Yeah. And Mar- the Marie Laveau, she was married how many hundreds of years? Married, buried like how many hundreds of years ago? It's like getting to be a while. And. So everybody that's buried around here, they've been there for a long fucking time. Like, they fill up cemeteries there, and they, for some reason, have a problem picking new names for cemeteries because there's a lot of cemeteries that are like, I think it's like St. Louis Cemetery 1, St. Louis Cemetery 2, Lafayette Cemetery 1, Lafayette Cemetery Mm -hmm. 2. I don't know why they don't just come up with another fucking name, but or North, South, I I don't know. But they want to stay attached to that. And anyhow, I'm getting off track. Nicholas Cage needs to lift this curse for the afterlife. And he's told, apparently, the only way he can do that is to be buried as close as he can to the voodoo queen so she can protect him because the demons are the house. Yeah, the demons are afraid of her. Evil. Well, I mean, I I think she seems pretty badass. (laughs) They're they're trapped in there with her. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So he has... Whoever is buried near her, her move moved out of there. He like relocates the body because you, there's shit. no room. This is an ancient fucking cemetery. You know, so it's he had the body exhumed time. and then the plot. Yes, he has the plot fucking moved so that he can be buried right next to the Voodoo Queen of New Orleans. And what and what does he have there? 
he has a huge here like a nine foot tall pyramid pyramid uh-huh uh-huh does this like give people more respect for Nicolas Cage doing something this like? Yeah, outrageous. dude, that's fucking based. Oh, I, yeah, I, I knew kinda. all this already. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah. it's fucking based. <laughs> that's all I think about. Like, you just start kind of going down the line, and you're all, "What the fuck?" Because, nah, he's a pharaoh. Dude, <laughs> he's literally a pharaoh. <laughs> he's very, he was, gonna very he was Kang's Nicolas Cage Kang. Or is Nicolas Cage a vampire? Because yeah, I've heard, I've heard that talk too. Because there, he, he loves vampire movies. He does love like vampire having, movies. He's doing a brand new, new something. I don't remember if it's a movie or a show. I think it's a movie. Brand new. He looks hilarious. Like, it, I, I don't even know. You think he's it, like making it, fun of himself in this movie? Because I think there's a movie where he started as himself. Who fucking even knows what's going on anymore? Because <laughs> I'm sure. I think we're all on the internet. Hasn't everybody seen these like? They're between 1600 and 1800s. They're like painting. They're either painting, they're drawings of like famous people, and you put them up to somebody now, and they look. If Just they don't like look them. almost goddamn identical, there would be like no way you could convince me they weren't blood related. Like get the get these two DNAs, you know. Uh, and it's like Eminem has one, Jay Z has one, Nicolas Cage. I think Keanu Reeves has one. I can't remember that one. There's a Mark Zuckerberg one, but I think his is like even older than the 1600s. I think his is like 14 or 15. What if these motherfuckers are fucking vampires? Like, and they're just making shows, showing us exactly. We just go away for like 50 years. We leave our family, come back, we take over, we kill you. Blah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, so that's the end of my Madame Marie Lala Ruth story. I don't know if you have any questions or i have a lot of questions about that clone business that vampire never dies is he a clone like what you know no really the picture the the pictures from before they look exactly the same don't they don't Mm -hmm. like i'm not even tripping i'm not even giving them too much credit like you're all that's literally eminem dressed up in western gear that's literally mm-hmm. totally fucking Jay Z. Uh huh. There's well, a lot. Were they all? But were they all butt pirates back then too, or what? Is there that a new thing? No, that's been around I mean, for a while now. Years, you probably give everything a little dingle at some point. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not inclined to believe in that because I've realized how many body doubles certain people have in general. What if you were a totally, I mean, you, if we're talking about different lives, you could have been a totally different sex in a different life. So, Well, I like that body double idea because, you know, it could be genetic somehow with, um, I mean, I don't know, but. But there's no, well, like, toxin from any of the living people that these pictures are of or like of them saying, oh, yeah, this is totally somebody in my family history. And if you, they have to obviously be aware of it. And wouldn't you be like, oh my God, dude, I'm going to find out if it's my ancestor. Of course, right? So, and if everybody's like kind of swinging it around, like, what is this? What is this? Like, somebody I think would come out and say, oh yeah, that's totally my ancestor. Well, I think they're all related anyway. Hollywood is all one family. It's all one group. I think that they all, yes, for thousands of years, hundreds, thousands. They're all the same family. They're the magicians, right? That's what I think. So 
already they're the same family, but how does that technically, my question is, technically, is it a clone? Is it the same person for a thousand years? Like you said, a vampire, they never die. Is it literally the same person who can never die? These are my questions. I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. So, Wendigo, you, you got some cryptid stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, um, I was trying to do more about um, that one she, uh, she was talking about earlier, the uh, like Louisiana Sasquatch thing, too. But Honey, that, honey Island Swamp. Yeah, that, that thing. But basically, every comparison just made it sound like the Swamp Ape. And I, I couldn't really like come up with enough original stuff about it to want to use that one also, so I'm just gonna go with the Rougarou, or the what is it, Loop Guru? Yeah, uh, some people call upon... them Dogman in other areas, which I hate the name Dogman. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I was gonna say, um, well, it's like like Loop Guru, which, which basically translates almost directly to where. As far as I know, with with French, okay. um, werewolf. Yeah, yeah. yeah so so these these are large bipedal like uh, dog creatures that are about the size of Bigfoot. And there's an yeah, area yeah, in Texas. Um, there's an area in Texas called the Thicket, and there's supposedly a territorial battle going on between the Rougarou and the Bigfoot. Yeah, someone claimed that. I don't remember where that story originated. People were talking about Weekly that. News? No. There's been, I mean, I asked my mom about the thicket, and she said even when she was young, she's heard stories of Bigfoot being spotted out. Yeah. Yeah, but um, apparently this, there is some stories that go back with this thing to um, like Native American folklore and whatnot. Now, um, in terms of the folklore, we have, it, it works a little differently than Oral Werewolf. Like, it's not the whole full moon thing. This one either has like a much longer set period of time with which it remains in like a werewolf like uh like form, or it's just always stuck in a werewolf like form. Um now it is like um so some of it seems like some of the influence seems like it's from like sort of like the whole uh voodoo thing. Some of the influence seems like it's from the French settlers and some of it um seems like it's from the americans now the thing is that the french settlers that who came here did not have like the french did not have a very good relationship with wolves like wolves literally raided paris once like the, the city got attacked by like 300 wolves one time um, yeah yeah i think it was during the hundred years war where there was a lot of famine and whatnot and i guess the famine's even affecting the wolves, so the wolves just start to like wolves start going crazy and attacking people. It's kind of like what you see now. I mean, not to get too off track, but you see it now with um. The wolves think going it after was, cattle. No, no, it's it's different animals. Similar thing is uh grizzly bear populations in Russia because of lack of food, they like create like hordes of grizzlies. I think it, I think it was grizzlies, and uh, they like t they'll take over towns and they'll like, literally kill people. They'll take over the houses. It's supposed, yeah, it's, it's been happening. Apparently, that's happened in Siberia a few times. Dingoes eating babies. Yeah, I mean, mm. same energy. But uh, let's, let's let me get back to it. Um, yeah, and in, in the Cajun legends, the creature is said to prowl the swamps around uh, Acadiana. Acadiana, uh, and greater New Orleans and the sugarcane fields and woodlands of the region. 
The Ruger is most often described as a creature of the human body, head of a wolf. You know, it's just, it's it's very similar to the werewolf thing. Um, in some other stories, it hunts down and kills like bad Catholics, like specifically just yeah. Um, they're just using it like a boogeyman. Yeah, yeah. So in the Catholic story, yes, it's very much like used as like a boogeyman like figure. Um, I didn't actually find much on the Native Americans, the Native American, but yeah, apparently there was these sort of stories before. But the Native Americans could have also just been talking about like Bigfoot or the Swamp Beat, whatever you want to call it, too. You know, I mean, I, you know, the, from what I heard, the descriptions did seem more dogman or wolf like than, than Bigfoot. So there might have always been something like this. Uh, these stories going around. But um, another one of the legends was a blood-sucking legend saying the Ruguru uh, is under a spell for 101 days. After that time, the curse is transferred from person to person. Um, like some of the people, it's only one of the people it's fed off of. Um, and they basically, people would refrain from telling others about this because, you know, you're going to get killed if you're a fucking werewolf for obvious reasons. <laughs> And another one, which actually sounds much like the Skinwalker one, was that a basically a witch of some kind could either turn into a Ruguru or could turn someone else into a Ruguru via a curse of some kind. Um, now, outside of like the stories we were talking about earlier, this is like the major the major sort of like cryptid. Um, draw to the re like to the region uh, uh you know what i mean like because like a lot of the other stuff yeah they use it for good marketing uh and the ruguru is kind of used for marketing too to like, get people to visit the region um what else to say it is weird though like my, my personal take on it is i don't i don't necessarily disbelieve it that much if it's just like a normal sort of animal, I guess. But the thing that I find weird is really the only other place where like dogman stories are common is, as far as I know, like, I could be wrong. I don't know if you guys know anything. Is I only really heard hear about dogman stories in Ohio. Um, I think so there was Ohio one in oh, Iowa. I think there was a. I forgot where it was. It might have been Oklahoma. Mississippi, but there was a place where they they were under siege. From Dogman, it was a. There's like a oh, story yeah. about. Oh yes, I for, oh I'm sorry. Yeah, my family used to live up there, where the, where the people were under siege from the werewolves. Or did I not tell you about that? No, no. Oh, so uh, oh, fuck it. It's not that doxy. Uh, so up near Palmyra, Maine, you had the. Uh, well, this, the I heard uh, of another place in the south though that this. Oh, this, another place in the south. Yeah, that they were under siege from these okay. uh, wolfmen. Yeah, because in, in Palmyra, like, Maine, the implication was there was these weird wolf creatures um, attacking a family in their house, and, like, they were trying the doors and shit and, like, looking in through the windows. Um, I think they might have even got to the second story somehow and were trying to, like, look in through windows up there and shit. You know, that's pretty pretty fucking weird, scary story, especially considering, like, I I played up in those like or tried to play up in those woods when I was a kid, man, and they were they were fucking spooky. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, it, it, 
some of the stories make me think of like skinwalkers you know what i mean and other stories make me think of just like like a cryptid like an actual beast like bigfoot um a lot of the other shit just comes across as like fairy tale sort of stuff like big brother's grim sort of shit uh but uh, yeah i don't know like what are your guys opinions on it i suppose well dude you were talking about you know some man looking in your window <clears throat> And my mm-hmm. first thought was, was that's a crackhead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, I'm sure crackheads dead. Like, not to be you know, dead, crack, sure crackheads are crack more dangerous. Is a, is a hell of a drug. <laughs> I mean, that was my first thought. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> that happened to me. I had a, a one of those little crackheads come look in my window. So that's my. Oh, no. Yeah. I was going to say, it's like, I've dealt with enough crackheads. That's my. Uh, over the years too, man. Uh, believe me. Fucking yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, that's one thing we can confirm though: is crackheads are more dangerous than cryptids either way. True. Uh, it doesn't matter where you are. But, so, uh, facts. What's up? Uh, is, is that all with your? Is that all the cryptids you have, or you couldn't find any? Um, I couldn't find any more because basically all the other all the other articles were behind paywalls. It was all articles oh, behind that paywalls. Sucks, man. And it was all articles behind paywalls and um, the chick Brandy talked about because everyone loves to talk. Like she's she's the main attraction for haunted shit in New Orleans. Her and a few hey. of the haunted houses, which uh, yeah, Lavoe, which you were going to talk about. So so you, you had you had a different person to talk about, right? Beer juice. Oh yes. Mary Oneida Topes. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Seeing as the theme was Louisiana here, I wanted to just hit on something that's a little less, um, uh, I don't know, cliche, let's say. Um, because uh, uh, I'm, I'm fully aware of the French roots of Louisiana, as well as some of the um, other cultural roots. And people seem to completely overlook witchcraft in general. Uh, when they think about witchcraft in the Americans, they generally think of Massachusetts without any regard. <laughs> and, and it kind of blows me away because it was very prevalent, especially in the area of Louisiana and Mississippi. Oh, we have it. Oh, I, I um, yeah, uh-huh, we have it, yes. So, so I thought I would hit on uh, Marionita Tobes. So just to preface, um, she's the high priestess of the French Quarter. You know that that that's kind of like the title, the nomenclature they use. Uh, but um, she and her husband were extremely private, uh, and it's given people a really hard time that have wanted to buy do biographies on her. So I have affirmable details. I don't have a ton of them, huh. um, uh, but 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 I got what I can, uh, you know, prove <laughs> like. But yeah, uh, Marionita Topes was born on April 25th, 1928 in uh, Meridian, Mississippi to Arthur uh-huh. Hodgkin and Mary Ellen Killing. So if you want to go dig deeper into who this woman was, I at least was able to find the actual names of her parents. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but in either case, uh, she was married to Albert Topes. Um, he was a Cajun who was from a, a high-ranking position of the Freemasons, um, who was part of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. Um, also, the same anyone... order that Alistair wow. Crowley was related yes. to. Yes, 
Yes, that's wow. exactly what I was going to follow that up with. Alistair Crowley is the historical figure you'd associate with that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's Celt. So that's like Celtic, and then it turns into other weird mixtures of stuff. So yeah, the Irish probably yeah. went that. Yeah, I mean, like, there's uh-huh. a lot that can be explained uh-huh. about that if if you want to get a little more into it. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, one of the basic things to understand about the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn is that um, they have three divisions of their own order uh, that are meant to act like a hierarchy with a fourth branch orchestrating the other three. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll save that shit for later. Um, but in either case, um, she has a kid with this dude um, and moves to New Orleans in 1968 with no evidence, at least to any written anything, proof of her practicing anything related to witchcraft or magic um, before she moved to New Orleans with her husband. Uh-huh. And as soon as they get there, they decide to open witchcraft shops. Um, they ran two of them, one in the French Quarter, um, opening her first store on September 1st, 1970. Our husband was nicknamed Boots, by the way, and that was a nickname given to him from the um, Hermetic Order, uh, from what I can tell. Um, red. And he ran a voodoo temple out of the second shop that they had, uh, primarily dealing in powders to other people. Um, a little further down the line, after they had opened the second shop, he was given a lot of shit about not selling grisgris. And the local voodoo and hoodoo people um, started, I guess, like trying to, to to educate his ass up on what to sell if he wanted to make a profit near the quarter. Um, so they did particularly well for themselves. And he himself owned a, a bar in Louisiana uh, before they even moved there. Uh, but in February 2nd, 1972... Uh, Mary charts the first religious order of witchcraft, the first coven to be recognized as the official religious organization within the state of Louisiana, practicing Western, quote, ceremonial magic, which is really important to understand because they aren't <clears throat> deriving their practices from the same superstitious shit that come from voodoo and hoodoo. <clears throat> the ceremonial magics are probably a lot more similar to what you'd imagine druids doing if you're looking over at Europe. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and they have a rich history of of collecting things like recipes and all the rest uh, and rituals um, through ascribing them to grimoires and actually doing dances or rituals with groups of people. It's not like, you know combine dog shit with your you know neighbor's hair and fucking stab them with a voodoo doll crap no 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 <laughs> it, it it it's 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 more ethereal in its practice and um <clears throat> and as it relates to things like her connection to the hermetic order um could probably be ascribed to why she was practicing witchcraft um and still considered catholic at the time um yeah yeah um but that's all <laughs> right right so 1972 comes along um and there is a um uh, what is it a murder 
uh, that happens that bl- witchcraft is blamed for over at the Pops Fountain where she used to gather all the time with her um, with her order. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say I, I dropped the link if you want to see what it looks like um, from a bird eye view uh, in our yeah. prep there. Um, but today it's cleaned up. It looks more like what this picture does. And there are weddings hosted there all the time. Um, big, important historical piece of whatever in Louisiana. If you want to look into more into it, that's great. Uh, but at the time, up until the late 70s, it was completely untaken care of, which is why she would have those rituals there. They could form a circle easily around a body of water. Um, and with all of the plant overgrowing the area, um, it just made for a proper environment for doing some of the more naturalistic rituals she is interested in. <clears throat> but there you go. Yeah, so there's a murder in the newspaper. Um, and she ends up speaking out publicly defending witchcraft um, because she is, you know, the high priestess of the French Quarter and needs to make sure that her own people aren't being effed out of anything because of this. Um, yeah, and as far as I can tell looking into it, the only reason to associate witchcraft to the murder was because um, her order was practicing in the area when they were doing rituals. But she goes on to publish um, Magic, M-I- or M-A-G-I-C-K, High and Low, in 1975, um, which becomes a really big deal uh, in occult witchcraft nationally and internationally. In fact, uh, what is it? I believe um, several occultists, I'll put that in quotes, actually made references to her or wrote reviews about her books. Uh, Her book discussing you know, how how good it really was. Uh, And and that even included guys like, um, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Israel uh, Rigardi, who was a writer and magician that served Aleister Crowley directly. Um, And immediately after this, some local publications even go into talking up her, um, her witch shops. Um, but yeah, and there's a lot of arguing over how she learned all this shit in such a short period of time. If she never practiced between 1968 and 1975, uh, but understanding that she had been married for some time before that, uh, to Boots and his connections to Aleister Crowley and the Hermetic Order, I would not be the least bit surprised that she had been practicing for a long time before then. Um, that's my assertion. Either way, she dies in 1981 of stomach cancer. And, uh, yeah, that's the anticlimactic ending to her life. <laughs> I was gonna um, say, it was, it was pretty interesting. The ending was just not... The very lackluster. <laughs> very abrupt. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> and, uh, and there are some interesting details here beyond that. Like I said, there's the gris-gris thing, um that her husband has to fight with the local voodoo heads over. Uh, But to this day, they haven't been able to find an obituary or burial site for Marionita Topes or her husband. So anyone who's listening that wants to go out there and make a great discovery, 
here's your opportunity because no one knows what the fuck happened to their bodies. Um, oh, yeah, I straight can guess. up, I can, I can take a guess. I have some guesses too. Uh, yeah, um, but Mary was actually well regarded in the professional community, not just in Louisiana, but in North America in general. She had some connections to some, um, let's say, industry insiders in California. Uh, but some of the the major like groups that she actually offered assistance to or workshops to uh, were uh, the Ladies Auxiliary of the Society of Petroleum Engineers. Um, yeah, just to give you an idea, like you know, she was <laughs> she was so well regarded that. Yeah, you know, who did she know at NASA? Unions and working. other trade organizations would actually hire her uh, for oh, for or for you know workshops or professional advice. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, that just that just that answers everything because I was here at that time, and from from my perspective, I was very young. That was long, long time ago. But I was watching it, and there is, so I talked a lot about the French in New Orleans. There's two. There's the Irish Channel, they call it. It's a channel in New Orleans, and it's all Irish. The same Catholic, mm. but they they dislike one another in, in that they have different gangs or groups that honor different types of things. And so they would war with one another. Anyway, they, they don't like one another. Yep. And now you have just answered the question that that was brilliant, by the way, and it explains everything. You just answered the difference between hoodoo and voodoo. <laughs> she was doing hoodoo. That sounds a lot like hoodoo. And um, wow, the whole hippie thing, because this is the end of the 60s, early 70s. And there's still to this day a hippie environment. Think about it to this you know, the pagan witchcraft, I don't even know what they call themselves today, but, you know, it's still going around, and they they still have that hippy-dippy vibe. Yeah, I think they call themselves Wiccans now. Yeah. Wiccan, yeah, and they're all that Celtic type, that that Irish channel type. Depending upon, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But, yeah, but it's all the Irish channel, you know, it's all the whitey whites, and, and they're Irish base Celtic thing and it makes perfect sense. She's the founder of all that and it comes from yeah, that octagon. And that's interesting. And and from New Orleans. Isn't that interesting? So I couldn't find the book. I couldn't find the book. I looked for the book. So so I got uh some some uh, haunted locations that people like to visit in New Orleans. Uh or New Orleans if you're Kunyong. So uh, anyone who makes their way to Bourbon Street mm. should stop at one of the most haunted places in Orleans. It's uh, Lafitte's Blacksmith Shop. It dates back to 1722. So some say it holds the oldest bar in the United States. And I think the Marine Corps, I forgot what their one was but in, in Pennsylvania, but they, they claim they have the oldest bar as well. So they might be bragging rights issues there. But uh, Jean Lafitte, a pirate, reportedly used the hotel to cover a smuggling business in its heyday. So patrons of the bar state that if you're in Lafitte's blacksmith shop long enough to enjoy a drink or two, you'll see Jean Lafitte right in your eyes in his full pirate garb. And uh, Lafitte is not only one to haunt the location. They see the spirit of an unknown woman haunts the upstairs. 
And so we've got another one called uh, the Old Absinthe House, which was built over 200 years ago in the French Quarter. And for more than 200 years, a very famous people had made their way to the Old Absinthe House. Now, famous people include Mark Twain, uh, General Robert E. Lee, P.T. Barnum, Oscar Wilde, Jean Lafitte, and Voodoo Queen Marie Laveau. So the building served as the type of store, coffee house, and bar throughout its history with so many people in and out of the old absinthe house. No surprise that these former patrons and guests back to the visit. It's said the ghosts of Andrew Jackson and Jean Lafitte are also seen on the premise, and people have witnessed everything from chairs to bottles to glasses moving about the bar on their own. And the random opening and closing of doors is another common occurrence. Patrons also stated that they've heard disembodied laughter and seen the ghost of a child running around one of the floors, and a woman in a long dress. So the thing about absinthe is there was a there was a blight going on in uh, France a long time ago where they could not uh, harvest enough grapes to make wine, so that's when they started brewing absinthe back then. And I think a lot of the child uh, ghosts that they were seeing in, uh, in New Orleans is due to, uh, I forgot what plague it was, I, think, I don't know if it was scarlet fever or something else, but it was like some plague that was uh, killing a lot of people back then. So, uh, New Orleans is also well known for Mardi Gras and the French Quarter for the city cemeteries. And the cemeteries are filled with graves housed above ground due to the city sitting below sea level. So, uh, one cemetery is the St. Louis Cemetery Number 1 receives an excessive amount of visitors. These visitors were not looking to pay their respects to departed loved ones as much as they came to visit the tomb of uh, New Orleans uh, voodoo queen Marie Laveau. Now, many believe if you knock three times, write three X's on the tomb and hit three more times again and leave an offering, whatever you wish for will be granted. And uh, some say there's an unusual feeling around her tomb. Other people visiting the cemetery may cross paths with ghosts to people who perish from yellow fever. So that's the other uh, disease I was thinking Ooh. of. And then soldiers from the Civil War are seen in the area. Uh, the Gardet Le Petrie Mansion ranks one of the most unusual haunted houses in New Orleans, also called the Sultan's Palace. The Gardet Le Petrie a mansion has an unusual history. According to most popular lore back in the 1800s, a mysterious man with ties to the Sultan of Turkey came to the French Quarter and rented his mansion. He and his harem of women and servants moved in and lived a life of relative luxury. Throwing extravagant parties was a common occurrence at the mansion. Now, one party ended on a highly tragic note. Everyone in the party had been murdered, including uh, the what master of the property he was found buried in the graveyard i mean backyard holy so holy so, shit it just oh escalated God. it just doesn't say holy why they were all murdered no, I, you know what this boils down to norwood's thing is just crazy so paranormal activity at the location includes screams uh, of those who perished at the party and the man who they called the sultan other people have claimed that the ghosts they encounter are soldiers from the civil war uh, another location is the, I don't know if it's Himini or Jiminy House, and it used to be an upstairs lounge. Now, people visiting the French Quarter knew it was a well-known gay bar, and sadly, it just took place uh, for people to cut loose, and someone decided to set fire to the club on June 24th, 1973. The fire took the lives of 32 bar patrons, and uh, people who Damn. came to relax and knock back a few at the bar said to sometimes feel or hear the presence of those who were lost their lives in the fire. Now, patrons to the Jiminy Bar claim the spirits send a message that they do not want to be forgotten. I'm impressed. 32 in a single fire? Uh, I'm, I'm wondering if there was just only one way to exit an entry, you know? 
they oh, said it, they said it was mean, upstairs, uh, so there's like a stairwell, so there's probably only one way to get out unless they were you jumping know out the of fire god Agni just True. hates money cones. That's that's all this is. So uh, the Beauregard Keys house was home to Francis Keys as well as uh, Confederate General Pierre G T Beauregard at different times. Uh, caretakers of the house claimed the ghost of Lucky, Francis Keys' dog. A cat wanders around the property. Other guests to the location. Uh, heard uh, sounds of someone playing the fiddle and loud footsteps. Uh, further claims that state that the ghost of bloody soldiers wandered the grounds while spirits of other soldiers appear to be staring off into the distance. Uh, some people have stated that they've heard an old battle in distance at night, and they, uh, without a doubt, one of New Orleans' most haunted houses. Uh, the first fully licensed pharmacist was uh, Louis-Joseph Dufilho Jr. in 16. Uh, so Dufilho opened a pharmacy. His pharmacy sold a variety of medicines and voodoo potions. So Dufilho quit the business and sold it to Dr. Dupois in the years past. So stories of uh, Dr. Dupois claimed that he liked to do an assortment of experiments on pregnant enslaved people. The extent of his evil ways remained a mystery. What is not a mystery is above his unusual collection of items housed in the museum, along with standard medicine bottles, the likes of things such as bone saws, which make a person want to cringe. So along with the mementos of different items in the museum are ghosts of two children often seen played outside. The children are believed to be related to Dolfijo as two of his children passed away in the building. Additional activities include uh, books being thrown, display items moving around their own, and alarms going off. All these activities are said to have been caused by the spirit of Dr. Dupas. Ooh. So uh, when checking out of the haunted locations in New Orleans, one cannot forget to check out the La Lurie Mansion. So built in 1832 by Dr. Leonard Louise La Lurie and his wife Delphine La Lurie, uh, many mysterious stories are attached to the mansion. So the most horrifying story was uh, related to the kitchen fire and subsequent discovery of a torture room. So it's no secret that they owned slaves and no one knew until after the fire that they had a torture room. So this is just reiterating, you know, what Brandy told us. So people who've uh, had the opportunity to visit the mansion's interior state they can hear eerie sounds, but sounds like slaves working. Um, the story behind yeah. Muriel's seance loud is rather sad. So back in 1788, Pierre Antoine Lepardie uh, purchased the building not long after one of the worst fires in New Orleans took place on Good Friday. Undeterred, Hodan uh, built and uh, made the building his home despite rebuilding after the fire. Hodan uh, risked his lives while playing poker, and the results were not good. He lost a loved home and someone else after a risky bet. So upset over the loss of his home, Hodan took his life. Reports uh, state that he hung himself on the second floor. Today, the building is a restaurant and lounge. People come to Moriel's in hope of contacting Hodan via seances. And there's a considerable amount of paranormal activity at the location, either due to the seances or restless spirits. Uh, people have heard a woman's voice knocking on the walls during these seances. Other patrons and employees say it's not usual to see things flying through the air, both inside the building and outside the building in the courtyard. Oh, and they say one irate cool. spirit enjoys shattering glasses against the courtyard's brick wall. I like that. This must be extra scary for Gen Z, though, if they can hear people working. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. Oh, I don't think it's shit. an irate spirit. I, I think I think it's just the spirit of a drunk who just likes smashing shit because yeah, he's just belligerent. Say, bro, that, just, you know? that just sounds like me when I drink whiskey. I just get belligerently <laughs> fucking angry. I mean, that's all this is. So, uh, dating back to the 1880s, the Hotel 
Montalion has undergone renovations expansion and also become one of the most popular hotels and haunted places in New Orleans. The Hotel Montalion is famous for its carousel bar, a famous guest, a number of spirits that remain permanent at the hotel residence. So one guest that remains at the hotel wandering the halls is a former employee named Red. Many children who died in the hotel from yellow fever have frequently been seen in the hotel on the 13th floor of all places. And according to the people who have worked at the Hotel Montalion, the bar is a favorite spot for ghosts to appear and quickly disappear. And uh, I was trying to find it, but I know there's like a bar out there that where they say that if men who are by themselves drinking there will get uh, sexually assaulted by one of the female ghosts there. Dude! Send the incel over there. They're going to love that. Is, uh, is she going to suck on the head? What's going on? Uh, I, I don't know if that happens. I think she just grabs your ass like really hard. And you're like, what the fuck? You know? Bro, I fucking hate. I fucking hate when chicks grab my ass. Fuck that ghost. I'm going to beat her. So, so that's all I got about Haunted Nolens. Um then, uh, I think we're pretty much to the end of the show unless anybody else has anything to talk about. I have, I have one more little quick short. Story. Yeah, yeah. And Go ahead. I would like to tell you, I, I found like it kind of summed up short and sweet, hitting the good points. So I'm just going to pretty much read a different thing that was written on it. Okay. Because a lot of people don't seem to know this story. And um, I find it like kind of fascinating. So, okay. It says... Imagine it's March 14th, 1919, New Orleans. You pick up a copy of your local paper, the Times, I cannot pronounce that, and read extremely an, an extremely interesting letter. Hell, March 13th, 1919. Esteemed mortal of New Orleans, they have never caught me and they never will. They have never seen me for I am invisible, even as ether that surrounds your earth. I am not a human being, but a spirit and a demon from the hottest hell. I am what you Orleanians and your foolish police call the Axemen. When I see fit, I shall come and claim other victims. I alone will know who they shall be. I shall leave no clue except my bloody axe. Be smeared with the blood and brains of of he whom I have sent below to keep me company. If you wish, you may tell the police to be careful not to rile me. Of course, I am a reasonable spirit. I take no offense at the way they have conducted their investigations in the past. In fact, they have been so utterly stupid as to not only amuse me, but his satanic majesty, Francais, Joseph, etc. But they, but tell them to beware. Let them not try to answer what I am, for it were better that they were never born than to incur the wrath of the axeman. I don't think there is any need of such a warning, for I feel sure the police will always dodge me, as they have in the past. They are wise and know how to keep away from all harm. Undoubtedly, you Orleanians think of me as a most horrible murderer, which I am, but I could be much worse if I wanted to. If I wished, I could pay a visit to your city every night. At will, I could slay thousands, for I am in close relationship with the angel of death. Now, to be exact, at 12.15 earthly time on next Tuesday night, I am going to pass over New Orleans. In my infinite mercy, I am going to make a little proposition to you people. Here it is. I am very fond of I am very fond of jazz music and I swear by all the devils in the nether regions that every person shall be spared in whom in whose home a jazz band is in full swing at the time I have just mentioned 
if everyone has a jazz band going well, then so much the better for you people. One thing is certain that <sighs> certain and that is that some of your people who do not jazz it out on that specific Tuesday night, if there be any, will get the axe. Well, as I am cold and crave the warmth of my native Totaurus, it will, my stupid pop-up thing keeps popping up. And it is about time I leave your earthly home. I will cease my disclosure, hoping that thou wilt publish this and it may go well with thee. I have been, am, and will be the worst spirit that ever existed, either in fact or the realm of fancy, the Ackman. Axman, sorry. So it goes on to say, what the heck? Would you even dare not to go to a jazz club that night? And then nearly a hundred years later, the story pops up on Reddit. It says, who is the Axman? Is this true or an urban legend? The answers are a little fuzzy, but here's what we know. There was a serial killer in 1918 through 1919 in New Orleans dubbed the Axman by the time. And the scene at the jazz clubs the following Tuesday night, March 18th, 1919, was, as the kids say today, lit. Nobody was attacked that oh. night. And the Axeman was never caught. That's great. Dirk, Dig Dirk Gibson, <laughs> a professional of communication and journalism at the University of New Mexico, specializes in serial murders. Also, product recalls the outer space studies because I don't know what the fuck that says. He says as many as... A dozen people were attacked in New Orleans with axes from 1918 to 1919. Most of them were Italian grocers attacked with their own axes. At the time, picking you, I don't know what the fuck this says. Played up these murders to the salacious hilt, says Gibson. The stories were often speculative and fantastical, tapping into fears of the spiritual, spirit, supernatural spirit world and the occult. It spooked the city. In some ways, it seems like the Axman's letter could have only worked in New Orleans post-Civil War. The city's demographics completely changed, says Bruce Rayburn, curator of the Hogan Jazz Archive at Tulane University. Although the large plantations had been broken up after the North's victory and thousands of African-Americans poured into the cities living with whites, Creoles, Jew Jewish people, and more. The new music of the time and the place, jazz, reflected the multicultural experience. It was a young people's music, and many of the neighborhoods that produced jazz musicians were what demo demographers would call a crazy quilt. To some extent, jazz was heading in an opposite direction of segregation, which was trying to separate people. For young people in New Orleans in 1918, 1919, they really gravitated toward jazz and blues, and it seems so did the Axemen. There's a, a theory that maybe the Axeman was getting revenge against Italian-Americans, the majority of his victims, because Black jazz musicians weren't getting their due credit. The first jazz recording in 1917 was led by an Italian-American named Nick LaRocha, says Eric Hoffroth, a jazz guitarist and composer who is affiliated faculty at Emerson College and the Longy School of Music of Baird College. It's a controversial record in jazz history specifically because there was no improvision says Hofbrau. it was jazz like but not jazz but it led to say some saying including LaRosha himself that LaRosha and his band the original Dixieland jazz band in jazz was the Axeman trying mm -hmm. to get revenge for LaRosha stealing credit probably not says Hofbrau. he was this he has a second the theory that the Axeman was upset about the shuttering of New Orleans red light district 
Storyville in 1917, the Navy shut down everything in the neighborhood. Gambling dens, brothels, and dance halls and clubs where jazz music flourished. Or maybe the Axeman was defending jazz's honor. In the summer of 1918, the Times ran an editorial trashing jazz, saying it was not even music, just noise. Or maybe the Axeman was just the greatest marketer for jazz of all time. That night was that one night where every jazz band in New Orleans was working and had a gig either at home or at a dance hall, says Hoffbrauer. So he probably helped the, all these jazz musicians actually get paid finally that year. Hey, um, Randy, did you hear about the act? Now, I actually remember reading about this while I was looking for a uh, crypt to read about. Um, there were similar attacks in Texas, I guess. Like there was an accident in Texas too, right on the border with Louisiana who killed, I think, significantly more people than the one in Louisiana. Like, he was in Beaumont, Texas and shit. And, with the uh, jazz threat, too? No, not with the jazz threat, but there was... He was said the murders are similar? Well, it was a guy who killed people with an axe. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, right. Yeah, I but it wasn't the same the time frame. Well, that's that's well, what I was wondering, because people were saying... it's It was definitely a long time ago, but I... I never, they didn't actually connect the two directly. They just said it was, I don't know if they were trying to make it sound supernatural or what, but. Well, I ran were... into this like a little bit. Um, there's claims that, I can't remember if there was other writings. I think there was other writings that were saying that he claimed himself as a demon. And mm. he did kind of go through and murder people. There was one lady that fingered uh, her neighbor but there was like some neighbor spat and they were like dueling grocers. And then she yeah. actually, um, her husband left her over like blaming the neighbors because uh, father and son were jailed. Okay. jailed I just like, found a time period for this. So it says, I think it started in 1912. Based on oh. like, with, oh. the, with this. I mean, that's something five years before or so, or five or six years before. So, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, there was, he just kind of went through and like he really just fucked people up and they never caught him. Yeah, I, yeah same with this guy. I didn't, even, I didn't even hear about that story, but they like kind of had him as a character on American Horror Story. And I was like, is it fucking real? Because you know, I, I know well, what, a lot about Well, what, one of the things I saw for the uh, accident in Texas was that he killed like 50 fucking people. Is what they're saying. Holy shit, dude. Ooh. And he never got caught. Like in a row or was it just like high school no no over, over time oh, okay. is what they were saying I was like, but it was shit. near it was near louisiana and yeah he never got caught but it was it was and, but it was like not over the longest period of time either like he was just hacking and, you know he's chopping that meat you know it's well i read i i don't i didn't read anything about like a big murder that they're trying to attach to him elsewhere but i do remember reading something about one that was like a little bit farther away like in an area that was like a couple hours outside of new orleans but it, and they were trying to link them but it really didn't fit the criteria criteria because mm -hmm. this guy was like into writing shit and taunting the police same thing like, yeah this one doesn't do that this one does this one is just this is just like to be honest the one in texas just like a, is like in a very impressive level of serial killing without like writing connected to it it's just some dude going yeah it's, it's, it sounds like two, rural Texas. it sounds like just two different uh mindsets yeah, it does. yeah i gonna say yeah, the louisiana would advance the entertainment industry i know kanye probably thinks he's jewish 
I mean, I mean, uh, he, they did say demon, so I mean, oh, well, I digress. Well, I don't know about demon. Maybe he could. <laughs> maybe he could have made a bargain with Baron Samedi. Yeah, you know, he's totally not a foreskin. <laughs> So, I think that wraps up our show for tonight. I'd like to thank Eddie coming out. It was nice to be on a show with you again. I had fun. I hope you had fun. Van, do you have anything you want to show? Nothing to show at this point, and I have no chat to look at, so, yeah. Well, I'm I'm watching the (laughs) chat, and uh, it's this B-Zeno Knight who's chatting. And we Uh, have someone else to yeah, because you can't really read the chat off of Twitter, but we can read it off of uh, on Twitch. Oh, I'll upload the show later. I'll probably have to edit out a couple of parts. But I'll, I'll, I'll premiere it so maybe people can leave, like, uh, chat remarks and stuff. Um, Just one or two things. Yeah, not that bad. Um, so so are you coming back with uh, almost a podcast, or has the new job got you too busy, man? Uh, I don't know. Um, I, we have like a bunch of stuff recorded because it's a lot easier just to pre-record stuff. So it's just sitting mm-hmm. there. It's just having the time to like actually down and edit it and do all that stuff. Yeah. Why don't you have me on so I can get you canceled? Uh, we got we got to do that. We got to do live episodes with Windigo just to get canceled. <laughs> yeah. We'll have Eddie on. You know, with her sex advice. Dude, do that shit in record time. Ooh. Ed. <laughs> I think Ooh, she could get that Dr. Ruth to run for her money. You didn't do it. We're still in bias. But, but, but stay tuned. We got other things coming in the future. We'll probably do some live Q&A sessions. I think Brandy wants us to go on uh, Twitter and do like after show party kind of things on uh, what's it called? Uh, spaces or something. I got to figure out how to spaces. do that. I'll have to figure out how to do that. I don't know if that's app only or you can just do it. Off... Yeah, but is it app only or can you just do it off the browser? Why do you ask me these crazy high tech questions? <laughs> no, yeah, I do. She, does, she doesn't know what that means. You're telling me she how to do it. <laughs> so, yeah. Pick yeah, up I can... your phone and download Twitter. That's how you do it. I don't even well, Brandy, do that. I used to browse She's twice her age. Like, Brandy, you're Brandy. I hate to break you. You're not old enough to be this much of a boomer, bro. I don't. Like, I don't know how you do this. Come on. I am a girl, dude. Like, so, and I had ten. I mean, whatever. So I don't want to. Okay. Go. So I'm gonna meet myself, girls. and I'm gonna play myself out. Can't professionally jerk off. If I could, I would. What wow. the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> You have just been radiated by another expedition into the paranormal room of the Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge. Remember to trust no one and question everything. We hope you enjoyed your stay at our motel and RV park. Broadcasting from Los Angeles to Chicago along Route 66, we here at KMB and are signing off. <laughs>